Hello and welcome to the Hajime Ipo Podcast. I am your host, Jacob. Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to be focusing on and talking about two of char- two of my favorite characters, Ipo and Tuk- Takamura. The reason I wanted to talk about both of these characters is because they have an interesting relationship between each other. Currently, it seems like they're on the outs with Takamura and Ipo not really having much interaction with Ipo's retirement being a source of contention and you know anytime Ipo is mentioned up or his return is mentioned up Takamura tenses up or gets really angry or a lot of things are happening right so I think an examination of them would be great um, not only for us to focus on what's so interesting about both these characters and all that um, to, to start off with uh, let's let's just give some background about these two characters right it's interesting because in their backstories we see that when when we're analyzing their origins or like how they came to reach the work at the kagegama gym um we see that they're from two very different backgrounds um ipo being born from a working class family in a working class family uh, working on a fishing boat while Takamura was born from a rich family and if you see those two ideas you kind of can just, just use that as that source of understanding that Takamura he was born rich and rich people are given a lot and that's not to diminish all the work that Takamura has done which I will get into later but Takamura was born rich and he's the boxer with basically the talent that was given to him he was born with it um so much as like you're rich you're born into a rich family um while Ipo on the other hand as from his working back back um working working class background you see that he wasn't a born fighter he did earn some you know working working in the uh fishing fishing boat with his mother helping his mother out Ipo had some chance, had some opportunity to gain some endurance and help himself gain some some skills for boxing, but he was never a boxer, right? And even in the first, the first, a couple episodes, first couple chapters, first couple fights, Ipo is like his IQ is not there. You know, I remember one of the amateur tournaments, he was basically just getting pummeled and getting knocked down, and it was just. A act of attrition and the best thing that Kaguyama could taught Ipa was you know what just grin it and keep on throwing those big punches so you see that right Ipa really had to work hard and make it there um, his hard work made him into a great boxer right but that's not to say that Ipo himself doesn't have some natural talents that made him into a boxer um, as I recall uh, one difference that Ipo, Ipo really ha- takes for granted some of the things that kind of come naturally to him or come easy for him, right? He doesn't have to suffer uh, so much of the things that law boxers do, such as, you know, cutting weight. He's unnatural 125, 126, right? There's never been an issue of him having to cut weight. Kimura and um, Aoki, uh, who aren't naturally gifted boxers, they have to work harder and harder and harder 
and because they're not even they don't they don't, they have a passion for boxing but they don't have a talent they don't have a foresight you know Ebo takes a lot of things that come naturally to him for granted such as the weight cutting and even though even early on you saw Ebo kind of you know feel bad that he didn't have to weight cut and he felt bad for everybody but it was just recently in his trainer's arc as him being a trainer um with Aoki and well not Aoki but with um Kimura that he notices how hard weight cutting is and that he had to weight cut with him with Kimura that the weight cutting is a problem that he's noticing at least he's noticing he's seeing it from the perspective of the person cutting weights all right so moving on you know so I kind of just talked about their back their back stories and all that and now moving on focusing on Takamura his story comes from you know he came from a rich family but he was sort of the black sheep of the family disowned so even though he was rich he was disowned and basically he used boxing and he found boxing as his way to be recognized and appreciated right but he to lead his own way he abandoned his he you know despite disowned by his family you know Kaguyama found him raised him as his actual son right and you know Takamura found a father figure from him and that's interesting. His relationship with Kaguyama is that of a father and son, and he he always wants to impress him, you know, give him that title, right? Kaguyama said he wanted um, a world title to be part of the gym in, in sort of his backstory, right? He was going to train one, to win, a Japanese fighter, to win a world title. And he did that. He got Takamura. Takamura got him that title. But... In the same instance, Takamura was, even though he won Kaguyama that the world title against Hawk, um, he always felt that it was never, he didn't earn it. He felt that, Kaguyama felt that Takamura, no matter who was the coach, would have won him that, would have won a title using him because that's how naturally gifted Takamura is. And... Even though he, and that's why Kageyama wants Ippo to win a title for him because he sees himself in Ippo more and he sees that his style of boxing, if that's really true, the true form of boxing, and he's correct about that, if Ippo wins one, it sort of validates all of Kageyama's skills. But that just takes so much away from Takamura and his fight his first championship fight and title and when he won against um, Hawk. You know, in my opinion, Takamura, if he was just using his natural training and all that, he would have lost. Um, you know, um, it was it's that balance from Takamura that he was able to win because he could throw wild punches, but at the same time, he, he trained. He trained with Kageyama to learn how to take that jab, to take the, to learn to do those combinations. You know, Hawk, on the other hand, no, he would throw wild swings and everything, and his natural talent won him the way. You know, he was able to dodge and then throw punches in, on unorthodox positions, which got him to, you know, win fights. You know, because he was a naturally gifted boxer, just like Takamura, but Takamura was able to use his natural gifted talents, plus 
his tr technical training to push him far and ahead. Um, comparing the Hawks versus Eagle uh, championship fights, those are two very in itself. I know I will have to probably do it, uh, my own its own podcast of analyzing that fight. But in that fight, you kind of just saw the difference, right, of what it takes to be a champion. In one, uh, in the Hawks versus Takamura fight, Takamura had to make sure that he, you know, stayed true to what Kagoyama taught him and then mix in some of that wildness, some of that natural, gifted, talented boxing so he could win. Um, in the next fight against Eagle, Takamura had to make sure that he, you know, did more of that Brian Hawks sort of wild punches and all that, but also at the same time, you know, not giving up to being chivalrous and all that. You know, you got to be that monster, which has been referenced to death since Takamura pointed that out to Ippo. And even though this was, that's a lot after the eagle fight, uh, it is something that was proven true. I think the thing between what pushed Takamura over the edge against Eagle was that he didn't care about, you know, fighting chivalrously or being the honorable fighter, you know. He he was he got he got his eye basically injured to hell and you know, Eagle because he was such a nice guy or such a nice boxer decided, hey, I'm not gonna hit I'm not gonna hit that damaged die. While Takamura, on the other hand, when he accidentally elbowed and injured Eagle, he said, "No, man. If that's your gate, if that's your way to win, I'm gonna go for it. And if you, you'd be crazy not to take that advantage." So, just two little things to notice about that, from that perspective of Takamura and all Kimura, Kakuyama. You know, as much as he's a coach and all that. And his respect for and Takamura's respect for him, you know, I, f I really feel that you know it does such Takamura such a disservice that Kagiyama doesn't recognize that he didn't do anything for uh, Takamura to achieve where he's achieved. And you know, you sense that with Takamura. I think he loves Kagiyama so much that you know when he found Ippo and he was so excited to use Ippo as sort of his test to see if his style actually worked that. Takamura felt betrayed for sure. He felt more betrayed than anyone else um, and took it to heart when Ippo decided to retire and not to do that. And, and it, in itself, it's a place of, from a place of love. You know, Takamura, you know, he really cares about Ippo. And I'm going to go more into how and why he cares about Ippo in the future, in, in later on in this podcast. But he does care a lot. And, you know, from even I think from that moment of Takamura telling Ippo you have to become a monster and cross the line to ever think about winning a title that in itself is it from a place of care because you know Takamura knows if Ippo's not going to take the world seriously he will crash and burn and that was kind of what happened he didn't take it seriously you know whether the definition of becoming a monster is literally becoming a literal monster in the boxing ring or some other aspect of it, you know, he he cares about Ippo so much that he will 
give him all this advice, you know, not straightforward and all that, but as well, you know, yeah, as well, you know, he's just going to give him the advice. It might not be in the nicest way. Takamura's not the nicest type of guy, but still, it's from a place of care. And, you know, Takamura, as much as Kageyama has been uh, the coach for Ippo, Takamura has been right there side by side, you know. He found him. He became friends with him. He decided to accept him into the gym and all that. And, you know, Takamura was watching Ippo develop and for him to quit, it does, in, in a sense, feel like a betrayal for him. Um, moving on, you know, just talking about Ippo and so how Ippo yeah, Ippo in the other in Makinochi Ippo's sense, he was kind of the opposite when you think about uh, Takamura. Takamura was sort of a bully uh, fighter, you know, in his youth, and Ippo wasn't. He was the weakling kid who got bullied so much, you know, and he had to grow into his confidence and even even growing even though he's now he was a successful boxer and he kind of grew into his um talents and his confidence outside of the boxing ring he's not he's sometimes not as confident as he is in the boxing ring right so that's a very key difference between him and takamura um you know Ippo is being is always been like a nice guy, nice and caring person. While Takamura can be a real jerk asshole type of guy, you know. As much as I love Takamura, you know, he's a jerk and he will do crazy batshit pranks on his friends and all that. And I, so we see that right, the, the bullied and the bull, uh, the bully and the bullied, but they have so much in common. Still, Ippo, in a sense, you know, in his cowardly cowardliness and all that and his ability to learn and care you know brings him it makes him a lot different but at the same time that is the thing that is giving him his I think his caring attitude and all that and his naivete is what sort of stops him from reaching that monster attitude and all that and as we see you know as we I talk about you know Ippo and himself natural weight He's a natural flyweight. He doesn't have to worry about Takamura. Takamura, in the first two bouts that he had to, um, he had to, he went for the title. He had to cut weight. He had to cut weight. And you know, Ippo, his goal is to be strong, right? After the loss of his father, he wanted to know the meaning of what it is to be strong, and he's not reached there yet. You know, he thought he was gonna get there when he won the Japanese Japanese title didn't happen he thought he was going to you know get it and it's this ever founding thing is it will he find out what will that answer be actually from the ring i don't know hopefully when he fights you know martinez and everyone else and when his comeback you know he'll start getting those pieces or is, is this just supposed to be an existential sort of question that he will never get the answer, the answer to and it's just seeing um you know also, if we examine Ippo's relationship with Kageyama, it's a father-son type of relationship as well. Whereas Takamura, he respects Kageyama, but at the same time, he's willing to joke around with him and do all that. Um, 
Ipo, on the other hand, is more like uh, taking his, uh, he very, you know, nice, very generous, very respectful, you know. Uh, he fears him. He, it's Kageyama, he won't, as much as he fears him and respects him, you know, he's never going to cross that line and at times will hold himself back from saying something. And, you know, that's also the difference between Ipo and Takamura. Ipo uh, thought that, you know, he didn't, at the end of his fighting career currently, he thought, you know, my, you know, the best way I can end it is by showing uh, Coach Kageyama the best fighting, the best technique of uh, the Dempsey role, you know, the evolu- evolution of the master Dempsey role. And he was so obsessed with that to show Kageyama that he perfected it, that it, you know, sort of ruined his chances of winning that fight. He was so obsessed with doing this special move, you know, that he worked so hard with that he, you know, lost the fight. Ippo, you know, in his reverence of Kageyama and wanting to show him that all the respect actually did the opposite thing. And I think that's one of the things that uh, Takamura got really pissed off about was that it's not about showing the move you know yes you worked hard but you know the main thing is to show you know this man respect your coach respect is to win that fight and try your best and Ipo wasn't focused on that you know and you know at the same time you know that unfocusedness is like an issue where we're we're seeing right he was he wasn't focused and he lost the fight and I think in fu- in the future, you know, we're gonna we have to see if he actually has a reason, a main goal to go back to the world to win that title championship, because without a reason, it's not gonna be that interesting. And I think Takamura knows that, like he he understands that, you know, you need to have a reason, and if it's if it has to be spelled out for Apo or something like that, you know, you would think that he has plenty of reasons, right? just to go fight and uh, fight Martinez one more time you know he he got passed on the baton to you know beat Martinez uh Ipo sort of didn't understand the significance of that baton which that was passed to him he just so matter-of-factly passes it on to someone else and you know it was such a disrespectful moment when I read that you know Ipo really has to step back and I think this training arc him being a trainer arc will really have him realize that you know a lot has been put on his shoulders not for himself for the Japanese boxing community and all that every fighter he's fought has put like this expectation of Ipo and you know he will he's so naive that he hasn't realized that yet right um hopefully he realizes that and you know ask to get that to get that baton back so he can earn it right there's so many so much and not even just the baton from dot date you know there is so many other things such as you know if he actually wants to you know honor kageyama and his skills you know going back and trying that one more time to show that his level of boxing can win a title you know that's the level of where Ipo has to go to. He needs to win that title. 
um, to, to just honor Kageyama and his skills and you know his that fighting with spirit sort of mentality that Kageyama has always been famous for advertising so moving on and moving on to moving on and returning to the real reason why Ippo and Takamura have the current rift between each other's relationship is because Ippo's mentality is his greatest weakness. Um, I want to thank uh, Reddit user Buzzkill1802 on the Hajine Nemo Ippo Reddit um, for posting the chapter three, uh, 341 where Takamura mentions Ippo's weakness about his mentality that his mental game in the ring is weak and that he gets easily flustered which in the end makes matches way tougher for Ippo. Uh, you can totally sense this um, doubt, the self-doubt that he has a lot in the matches, especially in his match, uh, in his title, his first title match with uh, Date. He was, you know, doing well against Date, but Date had this confidence in him. He played the mental game. He told Ippo right before the match, like, your punches carry no weight. And that in itself, you know, had Ipo. Ipo would throw massive punches and all that. And Date, yeah, he had his uh, little neck tricks and all that that moved him, you know, and, you know, uh, like reduced the punches. But the punch, the damage was still there. Ipo was doing massive damage to Date. And, but his mentality, Ipo's mentality was the greatest thing that, you know, lost him that title match and he's he's been there a bunch of times i think in a lot of fights where he dominates the first rounds those middling rounds sometimes he loses focus or one big punch you know gets him gets his whole game messed up his whole things right his mentality's weak um as i mentioned uh, over and over again and i think that's one of the reasons that takamura really hates you know this was in chapter 341 and now we're in chapter 1,000, uh, I, I forget, but we're we're pretty far ahead. This is years down the line, right? And Ipo's still having this, these same problems Talk, that has Takamura, Takamura mentioned so long ago. And I think that's one source of frustration for Takamura, that, you know, Ipo can't overcome that. Can't overcome, like, these simple things, right? You know, in the fight with uh, Gerald Minch uh, or ha Hammer Now, uh, Ipo, you know, was... The whole match was about him feeling scared about, feeling scared about, you know, fighting a former gym mate, you know, and like, instead of just surpassing that, right? And in that sense, you know, Ippo's got a long way to go. And when he returns to the match, you know, he needs to fix that mental game because coming into the match, he analyzes, you know, his opponent, you know, he comes up with a strategy with Kageyama. And then in the end, it's kind of like, oh no, he gets flustered now. He's got to face tank a bunch, and then hopefully Dempsey roll will save him, or you know, some lucky punches will save him. And you know, that that works well, but you know, it's not going to work well for in the world. You know, he gets dominated. He you know gets flustered because someone's using a different technique or switches something up. You can't have that. And you know, I think that in itself, it's is his weakness. And you know. He needs to overcome that, and I think that a little bit of that stems from his ultimate goal of becoming strong. He still does not feel like he's strong at all. He does not know what his strength is, right? So when he enters the boxing ring, he's already at a disadvantage because he himself doesn't have that confidence of thinking that he's strong. Um, Takamura, on the other hand, he's cocky. He thinks he's the strongest in the world. He'll enter the boxing ring, and 
the other his opponent can dominate him but in the end in his mentality he says oh you, you might be dominating me now but you're just trying to make a joke of me and that and then his mentality of i'm the strongest goes and helps him defeat his opponent um in that sense right there's a lot of trouble and i think this goes back to the that quote of sakamura telling ipo if you want to win the world you have to cross the line and become a monster and in that sense, you know, does that mean that Ippo has to abandon his natural characteristics? I don't believe that. I don't think so. I think Ippo can stay the same, but he needs to fix that mentality. I think crossing the line is fixing that mentality that you're not strong, that you're weak, and all that. I think Ippo has to confirm that in itself if he's going to go back to the ring. And then I think one aspect that um, uh, Morikama, George Morikama was really hyping like Ippo has really never had a animal personification in the ring you know we have Sendo you know Takamura has his own versions of very uh, animal you know animal representations we or inanimate objects such as uh, Samura with uh, his punches being like a gun right we and then we have vlog you know with his animal representation as well so there are a couple animal representations in the ring um or just you know mishaba with the being the grim reaper or alf being the mexican grim reaper as well you know these sort of like nicknames personas ebo really doesn't have that and i think that's having some type of animal or inanimate object representation um, Minyata has the, you know, wind, wind god and stuff like that. Kronos for, Kronos for Itigaki. And so Ippo does need, like, I, and once we start hearing his, like, ring name or something like that become animalistic or something, or some sort of dangerous machine, or, um, that will be the point where Ippo crosses the line, right? he needs to become dangerous in the ring and sort of stop doubting himself. I think that's the major thing. And that, and that doubt, you know, and that fear is what's going to always keep him from going to the world. He'll be successful, you know, with lucky punches and face tanking if he returns. But it's that switch of mindset, that switch that in the ring you can do so much more um, and not be afraid that Ippo really needs to conquer. And that's what crossing the line and becoming a monster truly is. You know, does Evo have to 100% change his characteristics and become the Evo that we don't know? No, no, absolutely not. It's just in the ring, he needs to be confident and stick to game plans and all that. There are tons of matches where just someone switching to Southpaw, someone doing something a little strange... Um, you know, with the Wooly fight, you know, he fights like a monkey and all that. And just that unorthodoxness got Ippo so frazzled that, you know, an easy match, that should have been an easy match for him. You know, I think a lot of people hate the Wally fight because, you know, who's this no-name person giving Ippo such a hard fight? Uh, and, you know, that's it. That's the reason. He, he gets frazzled. He gets all up in his mind. Even in his last fight. His last fight before his retirement. he His mindset was so focused on doing the perfected Dempsey role. Instead of the actual fight. You know, you're a boxer. 
you, this is a danger. You, you have one person almost trying to kill you, punching, you know, punching you, right, with all they've got. And you there are fooling around, you know, not taking this seriously, showing like, oh, this is my last fight. I'm going to show Kagoma, uh, Kageyama, um the perfected Dempsey role, the thing that he's trained me to do. And instead of, you shouldn't be caring about that. You should be caring about defeating your opponent. That's not paying respect to your opponent who's trying to, to knock your head off to try to defeat you. So that in itself is what, what a fault. And I think Takamura has noticed that. And that not putting 100% in and having that spirit of a, a fighter and those ambitions is what Ipo is going to, is what Ipo has to do. And I think that's one of the current rifts that Ipo, while his, his, mental, his mental game was weak, he was still winning, and that winning at least kept Takamura okay with Ipo and all that. But that moment when he gave up, that was the that was the like you know that's what broke those camels back, and that's what I believe currently um, is a major contention with why their relationship so strange, uh, 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 uh strained. Um, so it I think this is a good cutting off point. Um, so. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this is the second episode, and I've already checked. A lot of people have been listening, uh, at least a lot of people to me, and I thank you so much, and I keep on. I will keep on improving. Um, one couple things to check up on. Um, you can check uh, if you have any questions for the podcast. I will eventually, you know, once I get better at this, um, have guests on and all that. But um, if you have any questions, I for sure would love to answer questions um, favorite moments, you know, favorite theories, you know, I, I'm willing and ready to discuss these things, you know, so you can, um, email me at the Hajine no Ipo podcast at gmail.com. I also made an Instagram, Hajine underscore no underscore Ipo underscore podcast. You can check, follow me there, response and all that. Um, I will try releasing episodes every Sunday next next week will be a new chapter so it'll be a chapter discussion of what happened and my opinions on it big fight um so that i'm super excited about that um and once again thank you all and keep on fighting thank you (laughs) 